Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. It's 509, almost 510 here in Northeast Pennsylvania, 63 degrees and mostly sunny. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Well, I'm happy to bring on my next guest, uh, Scott Pressler. He's a voter's advocate across the nation, but he's really putting boots on the ground in Pennsylvania. I saw a post the other day from him where he talked about the automatic voter registration we have here in Pennsylvania. And uh, caught my attention. I had to put it out there. We connected, and uh, we're, he's here with us now. Scott, thanks for joining the Rob O'Donnell Show. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me. No problem. So, so first of all, let's discuss this tweet of yours that you put out, um, Pennsylvania News. This is the second full yeah. week since PA implemented automatic voter registration. Tell us the numbers. Well, people were kind of freaking out a little bit. You know, because it's a Democrat governor, Shapiro, and they probably figured, well, if he's supporting this, it's going to help the Democrats. But as you saw in my tweet, this is the second full week, and here are the numbers. The Democrats in the last seven days added 217 voters to the rolls, 217. Now, independents added about 1,800, which is pretty significant, but here's the kicker. Republicans added nearly 2,500, meaning that for everybody dooming and glooming about the automatic voter registration, we in the last seven days had 10 times more voters choose Republican than Democrat statewide in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And that says something in itself. And, and I've talked about this this automatic voter registration because if, if you follow Governor Josh Shapiro, and I know you do, and his, his social media presence, he's been touting this like it's the new invention of a voting machine. But really all they did, when, when you go to get your driver's license, there was a question on the screen that said, would you like to register to vote yes or no? And then you'd click yes or no, and it would move you to the next screen. And just like it says, would you like to be an organ donor, yes or no? They removed that screen to where it brings you to automatically vote to register. Now, you can technically X out of that screen and continue on with whatever you're doing, but it doesn't give you the option to say yes or no. So it's a lot of smoke and mirrors as far as they're forcing everybody to, to automatically register to vote. And then one of my next questions were, if you don't pick a party, what was the default party? Knowing this governor, who knows what he'd put in there. But it would be interesting to see is, is if you don't pick a Republican or Democrat, does it automatically default to an independent? You know, I haven't heard that yet, but it would be interesting to see because that is a great number of uh, independents that also registered. Well, in my experience from Nevada, for example, we've seen that the number of independents has skyrocketed since they did motor voter or the AVR, the automatic voter registration. And in fact, independents are now a plurality of the voters in the state of Nevada. And I think we'll see more and more people uh, automatically choose independent because they didn't choose a party. But you know what? If Governor Shapiro is so inclined to get everybody registered to vote who does a driver's license, I would like to suggest to the governor that whenever somebody gets a commercial driver's license, our truckers, they have the option to get registered to vote. How about hunters 
when they get their hunting and gaming or fishermen licenses? Or what about concealed carry in the great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania? I think if we want to extend the opportunity for voter registration for auto users, let's also do it for all of the above. Absolutely. Great idea there. Now, I saw you had your car packed just, what was this, two hours ago. You have your car all (laughs) packed. You're going on a tour of Pennsylvania for the next four weeks. And I said earlier when I was talking at the beginning of my show that I was going to have you on, you know, October 12th, you're in Indiana County. October 14th, you're in Slippery Rock. October 16th, Lawrence County. 18th, Washington County. The 21st, Pittsburgh. 22nd, Erie. 23rd, Center County. 25th, <laughs> Berks County. 28th, Monroe County. November, you already have dates. The November 3rd, Bucks County. November 4th, Delaware and Chester Counties. And number 5, York County. 13 Pennsylvania counties in 25 days. What's your mission on this trip, Scott? My mission is I know that people are concerned with the presidency next year, and I know what's happening right now with Israel is awful, and we don't have a Speaker of the House, but I need people to be concerned with if you want to help right the ship, if you want to help save our country, if you want to help defeat Joe Biden next year, then it starts with winning this November. Yes, Pennsylvanians, you that's listening right now to The Rob O'Donnell Show, we have elections this November. And quite frankly, it's consequential. We have a Supreme Court election. The Democrats right now have four justices to two Republicans. The only reason why this is happening is because one of the justices unfortunately passed away creating a vacancy. Now, Governor Wolf shut down the state during the pandemic, and we've seen from Congresswoman Jamal Brown that the Democrats are willing to pull fire alarms to get their way. Is it a possibility that going into 2024, we could have lockdowns and mask mandates in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania? Yes, it can happen again. So I'm asking for every Pennsylvanian or any person that's listening to the show that knows a Pennsylvania voter, please, I beg you. Ask for their vote for Judge Carolyn Carluccio. Carolyn Carluccio for the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, because when we win this November, we can show Pennsylvanians that this state is winnable in 2024 to help elect a Republican president next year and defeat Joe Biden. That's great advice there, Scott. And, and uh, you know, I, I talked a little about what you're doing in Pennsylvania, and we, we met about five or six years ago. We were on a panel together at CPAC. And yes. for, for the things you've done, I mean, you, you've cleaned up streets in Philadelphia. You, you've traveled all over the country, but just the things you've done here in the Commonwealth are just outstanding. Tell me about some of the things you've done here throughout the Commonwealth up until before, you know, these voter drives. Well, you know, our voter registration efforts, in part, you know, I'm not going to take full credit because there are people across the Commonwealth that are putting in the sweat equity every single day. But I mean, the fact of the matter is we are building a true grassroots voter registration operation. And specifically, I want people to know what we've done in southwest Pennsylvania. I mean, Allegheny County, oh my gosh, shout out to Chairman Sam DeMarco. Shout out to Gina Polis and Aaron Coper and Noah Formica. I mean, we have such a solid group of people in Pittsburgh. If you live in the Allegheny County area, please, I welcome you to join the Allegheny County uh, Committee. And especially, we have the opportunity to elect Joe Rocky as county executive this November. That would be a huge get in the second biggest county. And furthermore, I do want to talk about, Rob, that in Beaver County, 
which is adjacent to East Palestine, Ohio, the site of the Biden-Buttigieg train derailment, where Biden still hasn't visited East Palestine, we've seen that Beaver County, which used to have at the beginning of this year 1,777 more Democrats registered to vote, we have closed the gap, and we are only 345 voters away from flipping Beaver County to Republican. So in Southwest, we are growing, we are strong. Even at State College at Penn State University, I'll be there next week. And we're seeing young people come to the Republican Party in droves. So again, to anyone listening, I hope that these are words of encouragement and I hope that you are inspired to take action so we can win this November, Tuesday, November 7th. Now, one of the other things that stands out, and I've been following this for, for now 180 days, is your daily call-out <laughs> of the GOP chairwoman, Rona McDaniels, on, um, on a failure to even respond to you. You know, I try to be nice and polite and respectful, and I think you can see that from my tone. I very simply just say, today is 180 days that I have not received a response from the chairwoman. And I'm just here to help. I mean, I'm a guy in a 2005 Honda Civic packed with quinoa and oatmeal traveling around the Commonwealth for four weeks, not getting a dime from the GOP. I'm here because I love my country. But I will say, I'm doing the work that I'm doing because I don't see the GOP taking action. I don't see the RNC investing in voter registration when the Democrats, I just read, they're investing $20 million into a robust voter registration operation. And that's why I'm doing the work that I do. And if anybody feels inspired, please visit my website, earlyvoteaction.com. And all of those dates that Rob read to you of where I'm traveling for the next four weeks, if you click on events, you're going to have access to every single one of my free open-to-the-public events across the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Well, that's great. I was going to direct them to your website as well. And if they, want oh, to follow, if they want to follow you on Twitter or on your social media, where can they follow you there? Oh, everything is just my name. It's at Scott Pressler, S-C-O-T-T-P-R-E-S-1-S-L-E-R, and I'm on every social media. Yeah, great work. Uh, again, you know, we've known each other for five or six years now, and, and every time I see you doing great yeah. things around the country, bringing, bringing attention to it, and, and I've said, I, I've talked to the national GOP level, I've talked to the state GOP level, the on-the-ground game here in Pennsylvania has been horrible. I've, I've lived here for 20 years, originally from New York. It's they really need to get their act together. You know, they you've said it yourself. The Democrats are pouring money into this, pouring money into early voting, pouring pouring money into that. You're literally going door to door, county to county across the Commonwealth to to tell voters how to how to change their registration. You know, where to vote, how to vote, and if you're not registered, to register. Yes. And speaking of which, one last point. To anybody listening right now, the deadline to register to vote for the November 7th election is October 23rd. So please, I beg you to spend the next two weeks making sure that every person you encounter is registered to vote at their current address, is registered to vote as a Republican because we have closed primaries. And please again remind them, vote Judge Carolyn Carluccio to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court on Tuesday, November 7th. 
All right, Scott, I appreciate you checking in. And again, you're going to be in 13 counties in the next 25 days. I'm sure Pennsylvania will be seeing a lot of you. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Scott. Bye. It's uh, 521 here in WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Thanks, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Pentella Data Internet. You can expect to go below 40 miles per hour on 81 in both directions between the Scranton area and the Wilkesbury area. Once you think you're going, you might be slowing down again, so just use caution as you're out there today. We have bumper-to-bumper frustrating traffic on Route 309, Wilkesbury Township Boulevard, between East Northampton Street and Blackman Street, and some heavy traffic on Kaiser Avenue between Taylor and Scranton. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone. W-I-L-K traffic. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's almost over. It's almost over. Is it Friday yet? I'm off Friday. Almost. Are you? Yeah, Good I'm off Friday. You. Yes. Good for the listeners. No. They get a break. No, <laughs> no they'll miss you. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, few clouds, low 42. Tomorrow, more afternoon clouds, high 63. Friday, partly sunny, high 60. Saturday, rain moves in, high 53. Sunday, showers early, high 55. It's uh, currently, come on, 63 degrees and sunny outside at 523, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 526 here at the station, 63 degrees and mostly sunny outside. Um, saw this... Uh, Riley Gaines, we talked about her speaking at Penn State, and then they canceled it on her, and then she ended up speaking there as well. There was a whole mess of a show yesterday there uh, at Penn State campus. There were obviously pro-trans activists there, transgender activists, and uh, even the—I saw the Times-Tribune reposted this article from the Center Daily Times, Center County State College area. By this journalist, uh, journalist is probably a poor word, Josh Moyer. Now, I did a little research into Josh Moyer, and and just looking at his social media, you can obviously tell where his politics lie and where his agenda is, and it obviously comes through in his writing here, where, you know, just the headline in itself. And again, I understand that the, the writer, the journalist themselves really don't sometimes have a lot to do with the headline, but when you leave them no choice, an editor... It kind of goes in that direction. But the headline is anti-trans activist Ryle Gaines says Penn State canceled her speech. PSU denies the claim. Well, first of all, Riley Gaines is not an anti-trans activist. She's a pro-women sports activist. Now, you can turn that into whatever you want, but those are the facts. She is fine with trans athletes competing on their own. That's not being anti-trans. She is against biological men competing with women. That's what she's against. So she's not an anti-trans activist. She's a pro-women sports activist. And that's what she was going there to speak about. Yesterday was 1010XX. She's got a movement now, XX being the female chromosome. That's what she was promoting while there. Well, before her event, there were these transgender activists there all wearing masks, um, cursing at people who were going to watch it, screaming at them, getting in their face. Didn't get physical but got right in their face, came up to them, and and there's video on it on social media. And what's funny is there was an older gentleman walking behind them, 
And one of the activists turned around and said, what the F are you doing here for? He goes, well, I'm here to support Riley Gaines. And the individual in the mask came right up to his face and started, well, F you, well, F you. And he goes, well, really? He says, you don't belong here. And the gentleman, it was great, says, well, I don't belong here. Well, I'm state senator such and such, and this is my district. Would you like to see $150 million be taken away from your from your university because of your actions and the way you're treating free speech? And you should have just seen the expression. And he was wearing a mask, so it's basically his eyes expression and the color from his face. Just drain and walk away. And it was great. And they did have state senators there that cover the area of Penn State were there to, to look at this. Now, later on, these same transgender activists who were wearing masks, shouting and cursing at people the whole time, screaming while Riley Gaines was trying to speak with her bullhorn, walked up to one of the, the tables that they had legally set up. Penn State gave them this area to do this, to, how, to hold this rally, walked up to it, started knocking their displays off. One of the women flipped the table, you know, for the pro-women sports and, and um, stuff they were handing out. And the police came in and arrested them. And that's all on video as well. So there t turned out to be a happy ending there. But just this article by this Josh Moyer of the Center Daily Times, you can tell his his stance from the 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 the, the start. I mean, just the first sentence. Former All-American swimmer Riley Gaines, an outspoken critic of including transgender women in female sports, recently blasted Penn State on social media for canceling her on-campus speech of her first violating her First Amendment rights. And uh, an announcement that apparently caught the university by surprise because it said it never happened. Now, as you go down in the story, it says a public relations official with Riley Gaines sent the Center Daily Times some 20 pages of an email chain between Gaines's team and Penn State purporting to show confirmation of the event. Not, not showing confirmation, purporting to show confirmation of the event. And then the Penn State officials, when they were confronted with that, said that officials referred the, to the event's status as tentatively confirmed. University spokesperson later clarified that the Gaines team received confirmation of a reservation request, not a confirmation of the booking. It sounds like Penn State is backtracking a little there because Riley Gaines and her team brought the receipts. And it goes on to say, Riley Gaines, recently, uh, a recent 23-year-old graduate from the University of Kentucky, gained prominence for speaking against the inclusion of trans women in sports. In 2022, she swam against uh, open trans swimmer Leah Thomas from UPenn and has spoken about her unease in sharing the locker room. Uh, the two tied for fifth place in the 200-yard freestyle at Nationals. Like, that makes a difference. They shouldn't be competing at all. The center LGBTQ posted that is as a trans affirming space at the center. Uh, they, they gave an address for a trans affirming space, safe space for them. But you can tell just by reading through the article, you know, where the just the the, the headline anti-trans activist Riley Gaines. But one of the, one of the funniest karma moments in this entire thing. And I've spoken to some people who were at the event during the day today 
was this state senator where this this transgender activist in the mask jumps in his face and started dropping the F-bomb at him simply because he was there to listen until he said, well, well why are you here? You, you, you know, and cursing at him. Well, why am I here? Well, I'm the state senator for this area. And if you'd like to jeopardize the $150 million that Penn State gets from the state, then uh, keep going, what, keep doing what you're doing. And you just saw the, the literally <laughs> whole life drain out of this this whack job who was just there to stir up trouble and curse at people. Because if you look at the video for the event, all him and the other individual did was get in people's face, curse at them, challenge them, threaten them, and in the end ended up flipping the tables and knocking things over because no one would engage with them physically. No one would physically get involved with them. They said what they were there for. They walked by them. They ignored them. They videotaped them. And uh, where they kept pursuing to look to instigate an issue until they took it too far and started flipping stuff and, and destroying stuff. And then the Penn State police, thankfully, came in and arrested them for disorderly conduct. So we'll see where that gets you now. And uh, thankfully, state senators of Pennsylvania here saw firsthand, you know, what we're up against th- at places like Penn State. It's 534 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is uh, 539 here at the station, 62 degrees. I uh, wanted to play earlier the, um, let me get it back up here, the uh, ambassador, acting ambassador to Israel for the United States, who took a tour on some of the areas and um, broke down during. Uh, during her comment to the to the press, to the public, to talk about what was going on. So I'm going to play her audio here because you can hear the raw emotion um, from her on this. Stephanie Hallett here, the charge of the U.S. Embassy. I'm here with our senior defense official and defense attache, Captain Frank Schlereth. We've come down here uh, along the Gaza periphery to bear witness to the atrocities that were committed here on Saturday. And it's, um, it's really unbelievable. As a as mother um, and just as a human being to see and to know what happened here um, is, is really important uh, to say that we've been here, we've seen it, and it is evil. Um, and we stand with Israel, uh, all of us, we stand with Israel. And that was right from the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem there. That was the acting um, ambassador to Israel. Again, her name is, uh, let me see if I can find it, Stephanie Halat. She is the acting charge d'affaires at interim, the interim uh, ambassador there to the U.S. mission in Israel. And, and you can hear her break down on several times during that that statement that she made. And it just goes to show you, you know, someone who saw that firsthand as a mother, as a human, what travesty went on there. I mean, you you look at the reporters that are there that are seeing these things. They've been breaking down every time and again. And it just shows the depravity that's happened there. And again, we cannot stress enough. I cannot stress enough. And by we, I mean Americans, cannot stress enough that what you're seeing now is a response to what happened to them. 
And like I said, when you decapitate babies, when you disembowel pregnant women and leave the fetuses next to them, when you do the things and kill children in their cribs and playing soccer, um, you explain to me what a proportional response is. So um, we'll continue to follow this. Hopefully the loss of innocent life is as little as possible moving forward, but it's, it appears we're just at the start of this event. It's uh, 542 here at WILK. It's time for traffic and weather. This traffic update is brought to you by Penteladata Internet. We have a wreck on 81 northbound near Pittston that is causing things to jam up quite uh, messily, and that happened within the last 10 minutes. So if you're heading northbound on 81 after Wilkesbury Bear Creek, be prepared to come to a standstill. Other areas are slowing 81 southbound from Scranton to Wilkesbury. Watch out for that. You'll be dipping below 40 miles per hour. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, a few, a few, a few clouds, low 42. Tomorrow, more afternoon clouds, high 63. Friday, partly sunny, high 60. Saturday, rain moves in, high 53. Sunday, showers early, high 55. It's currently 62 degrees and mostly sunny. Here at 543 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 548, 62 degrees and mostly sunny. Well, every once in a while, karma sneaks in and a good deed is done. Yesterday, we had the president of the New York University Student Bar Association, Rina Workman who accused the Jewish state of genocide and a missive to the school, which caused such an outage that a law firm planning to employ her rescinded its offer just hours over later over the inflammatory comments. This is what she posted. I want to express first and foremost my unwavering and absolute solidarity with Palestinians in their resistance against oppression towards liberation and self-determination, wrote Workman who identifies as non-binary, really not a big deal here. She's going to law school. She's a lawyer. Israel bears full responsibility for this tremendous loss of life. This regime of state-sanctioned violence created the conditions that made resistance necessary. So basically, Israel deserved what's happening to the women and children, innocent women and children at their border. Her voice continued. I will not condemn Palestine resistance. They went on to write, instead condemning the violence of apartheid military occupation, the United States military industrial complex and genocide as a complex issue. Well, they immediately. uh, She immediately got blowback that I'm sure she wasn't um, figuring on the law firm Winston and Strawn posted a statement on their social media publicly Yesterday afternoon, today, Winston and Strawn learned that a former summer associate published certain inflammatory comments regarding Hamas, recent terrorist attacks on Israel, and distributed it to the NYU Student Bar Association. These comments are profoundly in conflict with the Winston and Strawn's values as a firm. Accordingly, the firm has rescinded the law student's offer for employment. As communicated yesterday to all Winston personnel, we remain outraged and deeply saddened by the violent attacks on Israel over the weekend. Our hearts go out to our Jewish colleagues, their families, and those affected. 
Winston stands in solidarity with Israel's right to exist in peace and condemns Hamas and the violence and destruction it has ignited in the strongest terms possible. We look forward to continuing to work together to eradicate anti-Semitism in all forms and to the day when hatred, bigotry, and violence against all people have been eliminated. Our strength lies in our unity, empathy, empathy, and shared humanity. Great statement by Winston and Strawn Law Firm. And here's someone who worked for them during the summer, interned them, had a job offer for them. And because she wanted to uh, go out there and use her platform as the president of the NYU's Student Bar Association as her personal sounding board, now cost her her future job and probably many others now that that she's labeled. And now that this has come out, other students, of course, anonymously, because, you know, you it's on the wrong side, especially in indoctrination universities like at NYU. You know, a sophomore who wished to remain anonymous said it seemed like Workman was using her elected leadership position as a soapbox to spew her opinions about things that have absolutely nothing to do with NYU Law School. Her views certainly don't represent those of NYU student body, not mine anyway. And again, a few hours later, after posting Workman's message, the law firm that she had a job with was um, rescinded. No longer has a job, which is good on their part. And it looks like we're starting to see see more of this. Town Hall Media did a great piece on listing of the 31 Harvard organizations that posted a, a similar letter to this, blaming Israel for what's going on, pro-Hamas, pro-Palestine, anti-Israel rhetoric, these 31 Harvard organizations. Town Hall Media identified the people and named them who were part of these organizations. And within an hour, one or two of those organizations rescinded their support for that 31 organization letter that went out saying they no longer support what was said because now there's names. Now you have to pay the price for what you say publicly. You know, there are consequences for your actions. It's called adulting. And that's what these kids, especially in college, especially in these universities, these privileged universities um, need to find out. And they are finding out very quickly. And what I find funny, and I'm trying to find it in the story. They, uh, they reached out to this woman, Miss Wood, from NYU, and basically she just cursed out the reporter. Uh, I can't find it in the story right now. I should have. I should have uh, marked it when I had it. But it, it was funny that uh, when they when they contacted her, she said something like. Uh, you know, my statement is in my pants or something like that. And that, that, that's, that's going to go further as far as getting you a, a job as we move forward. So it's, it's, it's uh, interesting, but karma every once in a while rears its head. And it's a beautiful thing when it does. I think we're going to see more of this. I think some of the statements put out there from these sheltered 
what do you call them? Individuals in these Ivy League castles that have no basis in reality, that's been catered to their entire life, telling mommy and daddy, telling them they're the smartest kids ever, and their friends telling them they're the smartest kids ever. We go to the smartest school ever. And, um, you know, they think they can say and do what they want. They think they live in a bubble. No, this is the real world, and sooner or later you've got to be affected by the real world. Let's go to the phones real quick. We have uh, Joe from Berwick on Penn State to close out the show. Joe, i got about a minute and a half. Okay. Well, Rob, listen, I, one thing I want to point out is what I said before, that the Democrat Party is largely becoming the largest functioning hate group in America. And here's why. The people who run it and give it its agenda, like what happened at Penn State, when they want tolerance, like when these people want tolerance for their beliefs in a community like mine, where they don't have the upper hand, they come in asking for tolerance and understanding. Once they gain the upper hand and they have the opinion with them, they show absolutely no tolerance for any kind of uh, dissension to their beliefs whatsoever. And that's been their MO. That's how they act. And, and they need to be called out on it. And believe me, if I run for office again and I'll run as an independent, that I'll, I'll use that platform to call them out on it because that's, that's what's really become of so much of the Democratic Party. Yeah, and it's 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 very telling, and I, and I think this uh, you know the, these universities and these groups of students doing what they're doing now is just put a magnification on it, and hopefully it, it corrects it soon. Joe, I appreciate you call. Yep, thank, thank you. you. It's uh, five fifty six here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the show in just a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. I got a text message: an average starting salary for an attorney at that law firm is around one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, and I would imagine she's uh, not going to get many more offers for major law firms in the in the in, in the United States anyway. But I'm sure there's plenty of uh, public defender offices and. You know, some DA's offices that will be glad to have her to get her her trial experience. So it's not like it's the end of the world, but her cussy job that she had all lined up, probably bragged to her friends about, not going to happen. So it's interesting. And um, Representative Ocasio-Cortez, who's been quiet lately, is now her, her pro-Palestinian creep is coming out. Every, little by little, she's posting more and more as far as, you know, it started off with the innocent people and, and, and this and that, and now she's uh, creeping a little more till soon you'll see the same rhetoric. Hopefully we don't see uh, the nonsense from the GOP in the House tonight if they plan to vote on a speaker tonight. Let's get this done. Let's move forward so we can do the nation's business. It's Rob O'Donnell on WILK News Radio. God bless, be safe, and we will do this again tomorrow.